Greetings, one and all, and welcome to the Pastor Mike Drop Podcast. My name is Mike Householder, and I'm a pastor here at Lucent Church of Hope, and I welcome you. Thank you for spending some time with us again today. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Emily Langball. Hello, Emily. Oh. Emily, we are practicing social distancing today uh, for the sake of flattening the curve. Isn't it interesting? Those are two phrases that most of us never, ever used, and now, like, the whole world knows it. Yeah, for sure. It's changing everything. So in the midst of this coronavirus season of uncertainty, um, we are living our lives in brand new ways, right? So you're home, working at home today? Yes, I am. That's good. Family doing well? Yes, they are. And I'm very thankful for technology. Yeah, I am too. This is kind of fun. So thanks to our studio crew for uh, moving mountains to, to make this happen today. Uh, Emily, let's just get right into it. We want to talk about good news and bad times today. And we are joined by a stellar crew of superstar pastors at Lutheran Church of Hope. Um, Just some of the many, many uh, great blessings we have on our staff at Hope. Uh, But these guys are deep thinkers and spiritual dudes and dudettes. And so we want to pick their brains and kind of go around the horn today and talk about Finding where we find good news in bad times. So, welcome to Pastor Amanda Neppel, top left of the screen. Pastor Richard Webb, Doctor Richard Webb, soon to be Doctor, right? Just uh, finished up his Doctor of Ministry work. Richard, I see actually in the background behind you, you've got a book or something there that says "Relax." I have a PhD. Yeah, yeah. It's actually a D-min, but I'll go with the PhD. It's, it's a doctor of some kind or another, right? Yes, exactly. Uh, bottom left screen is Pastor Jeremy Johnson. Uh, middle bottom screen is Pastor Nick Brannon. And bottom right screen is Pastor Andy Hermanson. Welcome, one and all. Hey, thank you. Hello, hello. Glad that you're all here via Zoom. Zoom is... Man, we should have all taken uh, some stock out in Zoom, right? Yes. This is, uh, this, is, this is what meetings look like these days, and I'm sure we're not the only ones. So, uh, let's, Emily, let's get right into the, let's give everybody two minutes to answer that same question, and uh, let's yeah. dive into our two-minute drill. Two-minute drill! Okay, so we're going to do the same question. Pastor Jeremy, we're going to start with you. Is there any good news in this season of uncertainty? What are you seeing? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been really interesting for me. This last Saturday, one of the things I do on Saturdays is I go out for a long run. And this last Saturday, I was amazed. It wasn't even that beautiful out. The sun was out, but it wasn't as warm as it has been. But I saw more people together outside uh, than I ever have, even in the middle of summer where families were out, people were out. Uh, they were spending time with one another. This past week, I did uh, a marriage counseling session with a couple, and they uh, had said, you know, in, in the middle of a dark time in their marriage, uh, they had the opportunity to be together. And in that being together, they had the opportunity to uh, really start to work on their relationship. And so one of the things that I'm seeing is that the connection that people are having, the bringing together that people have. And Uh, it's just really been interesting. We've been seeing that in our own family as well. Our kids are actually getting along, which is really strange because (laughs) they know that there aren't other friends for them to play with. And so uh, they either have to get together or they don't have the option. And so it's been really fun for me to see that uh, happen. And I know that's not the case for everyone, but it was just a really uh, interesting experiment that I was able to be a part of as I was out uh, combing the streets of West Des Moines and watching on Saturday. (laughs) 
That's that's good. I'm glad somebody's out there combing the streets, keeping keeping an eye on that, Pastor Jeremy. Yeah. So you you talk about those connections, and those connections uh, is really on all sorts of levels. I think what we're rediscovering life is all about. Uh, what what's it like as a pastor, not just as a dad and a husband, but as a pastor to see that? What what does that make you think about? We were designed to be in relationship with one another, and we're experiencing that today where we're being able to do that digitally. But there's nothing that can substitute for a one-on-one relationship in person, a a connection in person that people can have. And I think that the amount of time that families are being able to to spend with one another, where they're actually getting the best of one another, and they're being able to be in the same room and be in the same house and and again, I understand that for some people that might not seem like it's the case for them, but it's been very interesting to watch it happen and to see it in our neighborhood as well. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Jeremy. Good observations. Let's let's keep going around the horn and hear what others have to say. Emily? Yeah, Pastor Amanda, let's go to you. What good news are you seeing at this time? Yeah, so one of the things that I've really loved seeing is so many people are making use of their gifts and giving them out to share to people online. So I've seen folks sharing, you know, um, their their workouts that they do or their recipes that they've made or if they're crafty ways to uh, keep your hands busy or if they're great with kids, ways to keep kids busy. Uh, one of our groups here is doing a Facebook story time so the kids can kind of gather around for a minute and just kids are busy for a couple of minutes. Uh, And so I've seen people um, use the gifts that God has given them, the unique characteristics that they have, and they're sharing those things and putting them out in the world in a way that maybe they haven't necessarily been able to before. And with that, it's wonderful. And it's um, everything about that is wonderful. Now, when you receive all that information, it can be easy to think that you have to say yes to everything, uh, that all those recipes, all those workouts, all those crafts, all that like homeschooling stuff is what you're supposed to be And we just can't do that, right? So um, so in the midst of seeing people use their gifts in ways that they haven't been able to before, I'm also really seeing people who are just um, kind of putting their uh, their stake in the ground and saying, this is what our family's going to do. Thank you for your content. Thank you for your help. Uh, and not just families, but uh, just individuals as well. But just deciding what content serves them and what content actually makes them feel overwhelmed and anxious and knowing where that boundary is for them. Um, I've really been inspired to see not only people sharing their gifts, but also people um, just really guarding their hearts during this time as well. Amanda, you're a discipleship pastor here, a teaching pastor, and one of your big responsibilities is women's ministry. So I know you stay connected with a lot of the women who are leaders in that ministry here at, at Hope. What are you hearing from them? I mean, you've already kind of touched on that, but what, what are some of the things that you're hearing from them about how they're, how they're coping as it relates to that? Because there's so much pressure, right, to do it all. Yeah, there really is. Um, and, but at the same time, I'm hearing people say, you know what, it's okay. If you spent today on the couch, God loves you. If you've got your closets cleaned out, God loves you. If you're having bologna sandwiches or cereal for dinner, God loves you. It doesn't matter. Um, and I'm seeing women who also are learning how to use technologies that they haven't known how to use before. And it's uncomfortable and it's a little bit scary, but they're saying, if this what helps me, if this is the thing that will help me stay in touch with the people that I care about, and particularly the groups that they lead or the groups that they're a part of, 
then they're like, you know what? We, I'll try. I can be uncomfortable and I can learn how to do this. Uh, to just be um, a source of hope and comfort for people while we try to figure out what normal is for a little while. Yeah, try to figure out what normal is. Well said. Mm -hmm. it, it's not, it's, it's women. I, I hear you saying that. I can tell you too, as, as a guy, that uh, I'm learning all sorts of new things about technology. That's, that's yeah. for sure. That's certainly not the biggest blessing in all this, but it's not a bad thing either. Um, right. it, it forces us to, to, um, to move into some new places where, where we need to go. Us. Yeah, we got our whole yeah. extended family on a um, Facebook video chat last night. And <laughs> it was funny. Uh, when I got there, my mom was the first. She, she actually got there first. She's 84 years old. And she, 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 had, she was kind of showing the rest of us how it's done because she'd been researching it all day because she was looking forward <laughs> to it so much. Uh, so, yeah, some blessings in the midst of the darkness, right? Uh, that, that we're finding along the way. Let's right. uh, let's dig for some more, Emily. Yeah, Pastor Richard, it's to you. What good news do you see? I see a lot more intentionality in terms of people connecting, which really surprised me. Uh, today, I, I just uh, hung with a friend and we did virtual coffee. Um, like Pastor Mike's family, we had a virtual party uh, on Friday night. Uh, it was pretty raucousy, um, and everybody was just a little crazy. Um, but I, I, I've seen that, um, again, as you were talking about the creativity of media, uh, I'm going to uh, do something on, on Tuesday morning, and we're going to see how it works. We're, uh, we're going to have about 50 people on Zoom uh, while I, I, I facilitate a course. Um, but I, I've, I've noticed the other thing is, uh, as Jeremy, you were talking about outside, is every time I, 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 you know, I, I cross paths with someone while I'm walking, it's funny to watch us. We, we, we kind of go like about six feet on both sides of the sidewalk, hmm. uh, and then they turn out to be a hopster. And then the next thing is they're thanking us just because they're watching the services, they're talking about it. And so in some ways, the engagement seems to be going up, um, at least from my experience. Yeah, there's around here, uh, we affectionately call people who are part of this church hopesters uh, or hope folks. And uh, when, when, we, when I run into them, if I'm out taking a walk, I'm not running into a lot of them much anymore because I'm not going hardly any of the places I used to go in this season of social distancing and trying to flatten the curve, uh, I hear the same thing. And this, this church and a lot of churches all over the country are uh, being forced to kind of move into the 21st century, right? To yeah. embrace some things that maybe we were slow to embrace and shouldn't have been so slow to embrace, like learning how to do our services online. Uh, and I see little churches doing that and big churches doing that and, and, Churches of all different sizes doing that, uh, and and that's a good thing. What what kinds of things do you see out there, Richard, like that? Well, I was just kind of um, looking around, and I saw a church in Denmark. Um, they were doing a, a a children's sermon, and while I could only understand a few words, um, the the body language was hysterical. Um, but but I do see that, um, and um, more and more people are using very simple things to to get the message across. And, and so I think we're learning we don't have to be fancy to get the job done, uh, even though doing our best is always a good thing. Yeah, no, that's for sure. This this podcast is a good example. We we take the parts that we can use during this season and we piece them together. And here we are. We had a we had a fun last half hour talking about all the different ways we could maybe make this work. Uh, but 
you know, necessity is the mother of invention. And so we're, we're being forced into this as the church. And it's not just the church. I'm sure a lot of people listening from all sorts of different walks of life are looking at, okay, how can I do my job now? How, how can I do my job if I'm not in the office? How can I do my job if I'm not in the, the usual workplaces where I am carrying out my vocation? How can I do this job in new ways and creative ways? And it's, it's, it's forcing it, right? It's pushing us to discover some things we may not have discovered otherwise. Yeah, I think that's really good. Pastor Andy, we'll go to you. What good things are you seeing in this season? Yeah, uh, so many different things. I think I think early on, as we were kind of inching our way into this crisis, and you know, the, a lot of the things we were talking about that were hypothetical slowly became uh, realities. One of the things that you know, I think we all have had these moments where we've had to kind of. Uh, in our heads, uh, whether it's seeing bare shelves or reading, or you watching the news, reading the news, whatever it is, kind of have this dance with fear. And for me, as I kind of began to look at that and began to take some deep breaths, one of the things that that has just turned this whole thing upside down for me uh, has just been this word opportunity. And it's just to just to begin to look at the opportunities that are in front of us. And I, I guess the word simplicity comes to mind. Uh, we we as Americans, right, living in this day and age, have so many things to do. Uh, rarely, I feel like, if we had the opportunity uh, to be. And uh, a friend this morning in an email, we were talking about, you know, somebody much smarter than me defined this, this season that we're temporarily in as almost a forced monasticism, mm. uh, a, a self-isolation, uh, a chance to be still, to be silent. And I, I just was trying to go through the last two weeks and just categorize the shifts, like, Two weeks ago, I was trying to figure out if it was the right time to prune my branches so, you know, my tree doesn't look wounded all summer. I'm, I'm one of my goals this year. This, I don't know, just this, this is how suburban I've become, but I just, I wanted to have a great looking yard. Like that was on the radar two weeks ago. And now, I mean, we, we just launched a little, uh, home school experiment thing. And, you know, we were doing rules and assignments and homework and all this stuff. Uh, and, and in the midst of that, I think the challenge and the opportunity for me this week that has turned out to be really good news has been, okay, so I'm, we're with in person. We have 13 people gathered in one home, uh, multiple families. We have seven kids and six adults. And how do you do life, right, has been the challenge. Uh, and the opportunity in this has been to improve those relationships. But I think the other opportunity is it's forced me to go back to the main thing, which is putting my own oxygen mask on. Uh, to even get a little quality time with God. Like, it's so easy to just put that on the shelf and say, I've got all these things to do. And and so I think the good news is, like, you know what? Time with God isn't just a good idea or a polite suggestion. And it, it never has been, but sometimes we've felt that way. I think now more than ever, I, I need that experience. And I know so many other guys, uh, especially as the men's ministry director, I've just been connecting with guys all week and weekend. They're, they're appreciating the margin. Uh, it's a different kind of margin and certainly a different list, but there's, there's opportunity in all of this. Yeah, well said, Andy. The, the opportunities uh, that we didn't probably want to see, but suddenly they're here, and then you start to see, huh, not all this is bad. I like the way you said forced monasticism, too, that that's brought us into this new era. I also, as we move into a deeper dive after we hear from Nick, I want to pull out something that you said and Pastor Amanda touched on too. It kind of gets toward opportunities and priorities and, and how we deal with our time. Because on one hand, 
I think in some cases, and everybody's different, but in some cases, people are finding, my goodness, all of a sudden I have way more free time and I don't quite know what to do with it. On the other end of the spectrum, there are others who aren't breathing. I mean, there, there are no margins. They're, they're completely bumping up against that. So hold, we'll put a pin in that and we'll get right back to it. But I yeah. want to hear Nick's response first to this because I know he's got some good things to add. Yeah, Nick, what would you add? Yeah, so the thing that really stands out to me, and just like you were saying, Pastor Mike, is that for a lot of people, there's this margin. And as someone who works with students, I noticed there's a lot of students that they feel really bored right now. School is canceled. Uh, the, there's all sorts of really important and meaningful things that have been canceled in their life. And now the, they're knocked out of rhythm. And there's some grief with that. No one's happy about that. Uh, and at the same time, uh, just like you were saying, Pastor Andy, there's an opportunity in there. Uh, boredom, uh, it, it's, it's researched that boredom is an essential ingredient towards creativity and innovation. Uh, and I think uh, that there's a massive opportunity with, uh, I mean, it's even a joke on the internet right now about how youth pastors are all trying to figure out TikTok. Uh, that's what I've been doing anyway. I've kind of like freaking out like, I'm way behind. How do I do this? And, uh, and so I'm like, I'm massively insecure right now in every post that like, please go watch them so I can look at numbers and feel better about myself, please. Uh, but more importantly, we're doing everything we can to get the gospel out there. And we're put in a posture of faith when we're knocked out of our comfort zone and we have to depend on the Holy Spirit uh, and, and really like we, we say it all the time at hope, give Jesus your best, uh, that we just are doing whatever we can to seek him wholeheartedly and connect people with him. Uh, so while we're, we're, some people are feeling a lot of boredom, other people are feeling stressed out, trying to like figure out what do we do with this different space and a new space is a huge opportunity. So whether it's figuring out TikTok or whether it's time with your family I've noticed that there's a lot of families that uh, they're not really like discovering, um, you know, new issues. They're actually just being forced to face them because they're all like quarantined together and they have to figure it out. And that is a blessing. It's, it's almost like for my kid, uh, for my son, Elliot, uh, occasionally he needs a timeout. Uh, and it's not to punish him. Uh, and, and in no way am I saying that God is punishing us with the coronavirus. I think that what the enemy meant for evil God is going to use for good. Amen. And this, this timeout uh, that, that we're experiencing as a world is creating space to breathe again and maybe just remember who we are and what we're actually made to do. Uh, and, and history shows that humans, uh, because we're made in the image of God, humans, there's a lot of really good stuff that comes out uh, from humans, uh, God through humans uh, in times of crisis. And so I think God is up to something really big. Yeah, Nick, that's profoundly true. Uh, let's go right into our deeper dive, guys. And I, I want you all to chime in wherever you want. Uh, and I'm going to start over with you, Emily, in just a second. But uh, I think as we start the deeper dive, the question that's on all of uh, those who are tuning in, uh, you know, on all of our minds and hearts is, Pastor Nick, what's TikTok? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, tick, I'm kidding. You, I'm kidding. I don't know. <laughs> Google it. <laughs> I, I know. It's, it's like the MySpace, right? It's kind of the uh, same. You know, it's similar. <laughs> uh, you know, like MySpace is the great, great, 
great, great, great granddaddy of it. Uh, yeah. But so- something like that. Several yeah. iterations ago, right? No, yeah. I actually, yeah. mm-hmm. my, our, our uh, young adult daughter showed me what TikTok was not that long ago, and I was... I was alarmed uh, and yeah. concerned, and uh, <laughs> kind of thought this is cool all at the same time. Kind of, kind of. There's darkness. The There's darkness out on every social media platform, right? But I just feel like we have to go and shine the light of Jesus into that darkness because our students are there, our our uh, people are there, the world is there, people yeah. that God loves, and they're there, and so let's bring the light of Jesus there. Amen. That honestly, as as our as our daughter was showing this to us. One of the things that I saw was that she was showing us that there's some young adult Christians, some teen Christians who are posting things on TikTok to give witness, to give little mini sermons, really. Yep. Uh, yeah, I posted small, one Small this Bible morning. studies. It's, it's ab- oh, you did? There, yeah, I did. There yeah. you go. See, that's what I'm yeah. talking about. It's why we're doing this podcast. Figure it out. The purpose of this podcast is to get, just to find another platform to, to bring the gospel into it. If this is where people are hanging out, then the gospel needs to be here too. We, we want to bring light into these places, and it's not all darkness, and it's not all evil, and that's a problem too, isn't it? When Christians, and I think this all relates to our conversation about coronavirus too. If we just play the simplistic games that I think are too easy to play, that we can all fall into the temptation of playing, where we say, oh, well, social media, it's all evil, it's all dark, it's all bad, or um, you know, uh, so, so YouTube or podcasts or, or whatever it might be, we could say the same thing about this season of uncertainty that comes with the coronavirus, that it's all bad, that everything about it is terrible. And I am not trying to sugarcoat it. I'm not trying to minimize the, the pain. There are, here, here's the story that broke my heart probably more than anything else is I was talking to somebody and they said um, that uh, they are really good friends with somebody who works in intensive care in a big metropolitan city here in the United States, in Chicago. And in that intensive care unit, the great heartbreak is that if somebody is in that intensive care unit fighting for their life with coronavirus, I mean, it's really bad. It's progressed to a uh, you know, near-fatal level, that family cannot come in uh, and hold their hand and fam- because they're not infected, or they hope they aren't, and they have a loved one who is. I mean... So I'm not in any way wanting to minimize what, what is going on in terms of the tragic level uh, of the hurt and the pain here. But at the same time, you, you said it, I think it was you, Pastor Nick, you know, what, what is evil or what is intended for bad, God could use for good. Genesis 50, you know, the story of Joseph and, and his brothers, that's how the whole story concludes at the end of the first book of the Bible. What... What you meant for bad, Joseph is saying to his brothers, God used for good. What the world throws at us at its worst, uh, no matter how dark, I'm fond of saying the darkness is real, but so is the light. No matter how dark it gets, sometimes as it gets darker, the, the light gets brighter because the contrast is so rich, right? So Emily, I want to I kind of ask you the same sort of question. What, where are the glimpses of good news that you see in, in the midst of this season of uncertainty? Yeah, well, I see it in the themes of what um, others have shared already, but the things that stand out to me are uh, looking for connection, uh, for opportunity, and uh, for the light. And I think that this, uh, in a way, sets priorities straight again, and you've talked about that. Um, I see that already happening um, 
just out of out of need that you literally can't go do some of the things that you want to do. And so you're focusing on the things that are important. And I think the things uh, that God intended to be important. And I think um, sometimes out of out of true struggle, uh, you have to learn that you have to rely on God. And while I wish it didn't take that, sometimes that's a good reminder for all of us that uh, we have a reliance. Um, and right now we're looking for hope and God has that hope. And so for me, that's what I see is people really looking for that. And uh, I want to be out there saying that's where I found it is, is that God's the one who's got that. Isn't it interesting that, uh, and it maybe it's just me, because people, when they're going to come to a pastor, a lot of times they're going to come with spiritual questions. And I want everyone to chime in on this too. We'll, we'll just transition into a group conversation about this. But isn't it interesting that it feels to me, it certainly feels to me like people are starting to ask first order questions of life. They're, they're asking the bigger, what, what am I doing here? Uh, yeah. And talk about the potential for good news in the midst of a, of a bad season. Uh, to ask these questions that maybe we just didn't see the need to ask. You know, when everything is just sort of on cruise control in life, sure, there's going to be challenges and stresses and frustrations, but not like a total shutdown, right? Where, where it completely changes the way we live and function. And that we, the, the things that we took for granted, being able to go to a restaurant together, you know, and, and, and hang out with friends or family or loved ones, being able to, to go to a movie and a theater, being able to um, gather together for worship. Uh, I can't tell you how many people have said, Online services are amazing. They're, they're great. We love them. We're so glad that our church still can connect, and we feel the Holy Spirit in new ways, in ways we never did before. But we can't wait to get back together again. We, maybe, just maybe, we took that for granted. A- anybody mm-hmm. feeling the same sort of thing? Not just we're, but all sorts of things that we just, they were always there, and we just assumed they always would be. And when they get pulled away, is it such a bad thing necessarily that at least for a season, we can look at that and say, man, when that comes back, I am not going to take it for granted. I'm, I am fully appreciative of those things now. I, I think, Mike, I think that's just such a great point. Along that line, when, when you were talking, you asked the question of uh, you know, the, those, those, those kind of like, where is God in all of this question? One of the things that I, I've heard from a lot of people and also from my own kids is, uh, kind of where is God in all of this? And why would a good God allow stuff like this to happen? And I, I found myself drifting back to the Psalms. And in the Psalms, so many times, uh, the psalmist cries out, especially in the lament Psalms, but where are you, God? Or how long, oh God, are you going to hide your face from me? And sometimes I think we hear those and we think that they're a rhetorical question. But I believe that the psalmist is asking, where are you, God? Because the psalmist knows that God is there. And for me right now, what I'm trying to encourage people, and I'm trying to encourage myself, and I'm trying to encourage my kids is to say, look to see where you can find God. Look to see where you see, you know, we, we talked about it in, uh, you talked about it in your message this past week, and the, the frontline responders, the people who are literally being the hands and feet of Jesus Christ, we're doing it through as a church, through our God squad, where people are signing up to say, put me in, I'm willing to do what I can, I'm healthy, I'm in a place where I can serve others. And I, I think those, those questions really serve us really well. We don't say, where are you, God, because we don't think he's there, but we say, no, God, I know you're here, so where are you, God? Where do I see you at work and being able to name those for ourselves and also to name those for the people around us? Yeah, that's it. Go ahead, Richard. 
I was going to say, you see that in Bali again. We, we talked about Genesis 15. Um, I was looking just at, at the life of the Apostle Paul and, and how sort of through that very tough crucible, as you preached on this, this past weekend, uh, he forges this, this posture. So while he's waiting in an Ephesian jail and he's not sure he's going to live or die, um, and all he can talk about is the opportunities. Um, and anybody else, I'd probably slug them, but, but he kind of earned his stripes to say things like that. Yeah. Paul had no small amount of suffering in his life. No. Uh-uh. Yeah, the, the, the verse that just sang to me, and I did preach on it this weekend, the chapter was Second Corinthians 4, which is this beautiful theological summary of pretty much the way Paul sees everything. Uh, yeah. God, life, the way we function, what we're doing here, the purpose of life, all those things. He talks about how we get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Uh, yeah. he, and he knows what he's talking. He's not, th- this is it too, isn't it? Now when we read stories about the exiles in the Old Testament, I'm not saying that coronavirus is at that level yet, where we're all like moved out of our homes and have to go live somewhere else. But when we read about people wandering in the wilderness, uh, and, and at least a sense of what the exiles were like, or Jesus in the wilderness, God's people uh, taking a, 40, uh, a two-week journey to the promised land from slavery in Egypt, should have taken two weeks, ended up being a 40-year journey, uh, and you hear their laments. You know, Jeremy, some of the laments you were talking about in the Psalms are, are laments of God's people crying as they wander in the wilderness. How long do we have to wait? I don't know. I, I'm interested, and I'd love to hear from, from some of the rest of you on this. What do you think uh, is, our, is going to be our potential for handling this in terms of patience? Because here we are about a week and a half in. We're, we're going to release this podcast March 24th, right? That's today. Uh, and so whenever you're tuning in and listening to this on audio or watching it on video, uh, give us a little bit of grace because we, we don't know what's going to happen a week from now or two weeks from now or two months from now. Uh, so from our perspective right here and right now on March 24th, uh, What's going to happen if a few weeks from now, hopefully we're celebrating, right? Hopefully a few months from now, at least we're like, okay, man, we're back to normal again. And we so appreciate it now. And everybody's giving each other hugs like it's the last hug they're ever going to give. You know, it's just going to be the best. Uh, and just being able to hang out with coworkers and being in the same rooms and, and do all those things that we talked about before. Where, how does patience play into that? Are we going to be okay <laughs> when it comes to our ability to have patience in the midst of this season? I think of families and how families um, being cooped up together right now, they are, they have to. <laughs> they, they, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of you guys, uh, you're, you got your families at home too, so you, you can chime in on this, but uh, but a number of weeks into something like this and you're cooped up in your house with the same people. Wow. Uh, and what an opportunity to, uh, learn to give and receive grace. Um, the, I feel like that it's so easy for people. Um, and maybe it's just my family, uh, but it's so easy for people to say, okay, there's this issue that exists in our family. So I'm going to just kind of put that to the side because I'm pretty busy right now. Or I don't want to emotionally deal with that right now. Uh, but when you're just face-to-face in the same house all the time, you, you kind of have to face those things. And so it's, I think that 
uh, as things bubble up, um, it, it might be hard to be patient. But when things are bubbling up where people start to feel impatient, that's actually revealing an issue that should be addressed in the family uh, or an issue that should be addressed in one's own heart. And so I would actually really just encourage listeners, uh, when you're feeling a little impatient, uh, maybe take that as a cue that, that the Holy Spirit is working on something in your heart. He always is. The Holy Spirit's always working. Uh, but maybe that's just a cue and a sign to look for. Yeah. Uh, Pastor Amanda, Pastor Andy, let me turn mm. it to you guys, uh, and both of you can chime in on this. When it comes to patience and having grace for each other, or, or just patience for the situation and how long this is going to last, uh, in addition to the good word that Pastor Nick just shared, where does faith kick in there, right? What, what, what is our relationship with God? How, how can that help us? How, how, can that, how can that help us walk through this season and find more um, of the blessings instead of just get completely overwhelmed by the burdens? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Andy. Uh, no, go what, ahead. Was, one thing that I was thinking about this morning, just in my quiet time, was that there's not a single promise of God's um, that has been this. There's not a single thing that God has uh, promised to us or told us that now in any way has any fine print attached to it. Um, and I think then reading um, of those events of, I think you mentioned Joseph earlier, we weren't talking about, you know, a couple weeks of hardship for him. We were talking about years and a lifetime. Uh, when we talk about Moses, when we talk about Abraham and Sarah, when we talk about Paul, when we talk about Ruth, we talk about Esther, we're not talking about a couple hard days. Uh, we are talking about a hard time, a season, uh, years, a lifetime, all of those things. And so to keep all of those things in mind that we, we um, are called right now to keep the long game in mind, aren't we? Mm -hmm. To uh, remember that uh, Jesus' ministry was uh, 30-some years on this earth. Um, and, you know, if, if God were worried about how quickly things got accomplished, we wouldn't be wired to need eight hours of sleep every night, right? If, if our foremost priority in our life was how much we were able to accomplish, we wouldn't be wired that way. And so I think um, to speak those truths and to talk about those truths, I think it's really important that we honor that people are grieving the loss of things that they cannot have yes. this uh, there are, are they, just in my own family, there are trips overseas, there's prom, there's musicals, there's uh, show choir performances, there's concerts, there's, I can't, you know, so many different things. Those losses are real. Yep. Dates are going to come and go, and those are going to be challenging days. So let's not pretend that we just all need to suck it up and get over it already. Yep. Uh, let's, let's be real about where we're mm -hmm. at. I think if we want to have patience with the people in our family, if we want to have patience uh, with ourselves, I think the first thing we need to do, uh, patience is uh, is a gift of Holy Spirit. So let's remember, again, God's promises are real. None of that has changed. So let's go to the source of patience uh, and ask him to give it to us because he, God wants to give us that gift. God does not want us running around down here by our own will, uh, trying to get through the day. Yeah, there's every single one of us either has some sacrifices that we've been forced to make that are no, no small thing, or we are really closely connected, uh, almost certainly, to somebody who has. 
Uh, we got a son-in-law who had graduation from med school all lined up uh, for for just a month from now. Canceled. Uh, we we have another son who's got a wedding date um, that is you know under a hundred days away, looking really really uh, tenuous right now. Not not a for sure thing anymore. They're looking at alternatives, options, what they might do. Uh, we had a wedding here at Hope uh, on Saturday where. Um, you know, hundreds of people were going to show up. Eight people got to go. <laughs> the bride and groom were there. That was important. Um, mm-hmm. And parents and a best man and a maid of honor and a video camera so that everybody else could watch it, um, hopefully as it was happening, if the technology worked. Um, the pastor who presided at that wedding said it would actually turn into a really wonderful holy thing because everybody mm-hmm. realized they were here for the right reasons. It wasn't a show. Uh, it wasn't a production it was a wedding. It was a celebration of love. Uh, and so, again, blessings in the midst of those burdens. But it doesn't mean that we have to get over it right away, that we have to be totally good with it. And I think we read about that in Scripture too, right? The fact that the Psalms include laments, the fact that, that the Bible's full of people crying out. I think God not only is okay with us um, saying we're not okay with this, he gives us a script. He says, Here, here's, here's some words that you might be able to put on your, your feelings and what you're going through right now. Uh, Pastor Andy, what would you add to that in about a minute? And then we're going to start to land this plane. I was just looking at uh, Romans 5, verse 3. We can rejoice too, right? It sounds so positive when we run into problems and trials, but we know they help develop endurance. But man, that's, that's painful, and uh, that is not an easy thing. We can sanitize that so easily. I, I think for me, though, verse 6 jumps into mind here as well. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time. What does it look like for us daily? And I think there's importance of routine, but I wouldn't call it routine. I'd call it ritual. What does it look like for us to not just celebrate, uh, I'm sorry, mourn what's not here, but also celebrate the ways that God showed up? Name them. Get specific. What are the blessings of today? Right? What, is, what does the Sermon on the Mount say? Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's got its own things. What did God do today uh, that we can use uh, to carry into the next day? Yeah, amen. That, Romans 5 is such a powerful text, isn't it? And, and yeah. you, you can couple that with others. Uh, so you go from suffering to endurance to character to hope, and that hope doesn't disappoint us because God pours it out for us through his Holy Spirit that we aren't alone, that God stands with us in the midst of, of our hard times, that he's not waiting for us to climb out of this before we can connect to God again. God, God shows up for us here. And I, and I feel like that, that we're starting to realize that too, that God is showing up in these days that are unlike anything we've ever experienced before. Uh, there's also, and there's so many things to talk about here, I think we're going to have to do a part two next week uh, on some of these, you know, with, with some, some pastors here. There might be a part three and a part four, too, because there's so many different aspects to this and how we navigate our way through it. Um, we didn't get to the whole balance of time. And, and how do I, I, I'll just say a quick word about this, that I want to encourage people to stay as faithful as you possibly can to God's uh, boundaries when it comes to stewardship of your time, uh, when this first started, suddenly as a senior, senior pastor of a big church, this is a, one of the bigger churches in the country, uh, I feel the weight of responsibility to coordinate all of our teams in a whole new way, 
to pretty much start a new church in, in some ways for a season to put over on the side the way we've been doing things because we can't do it that way, at least for now. And that's, that got heavy. And I know a lot of you <laughs> are senior leaders and, and leaders, all of you are leaders of big, huge, gigantic ministries in this church. Uh, but a couple of you are on that, that leadership team with me. Holy smokes, that's been heavy. I mean, it, it's, it's a lot of heavy lifting. It's a lot of work. And I haven't necessarily handled the time part of that as well as I should. And I'm committing to do that. I think if I say it on the air like this, it'll be a better chance that I will. And you guys can hold me accountable to this. I haven't had a day off for, for an embarrassingly long amount of time. Because if your whole, if everything is on this laptop or, uh, you know, uh, on your phone and everybody has access to everything all at once, it's hard to shut that off for a day. It, it's hard to have a Sabbath. It's hard to have a, a day off. It's, it's hard to take that breath. But I want to encourage you, everybody, please, please do that. Please do that for the sake of you, but do that for the sake of the people around you too, because you're going to become an, an awfully ornery person to be around, right? This is a nasty kind of person to be around. Just keep your balance. Get, take a breath. Breathe in. Do those things that renew your soul, your mind, uh, your spirit. Uh, do those things for the sake of what's best for you, what's best for God, what's best for others. So there, short little mini sermon there, uh, and we'll expand that in a future podcast, because I have a feeling we're going to have to learn that some more. Uh, there, there are people who are bored, and they're looking for things to do, and then there are people who are overwhelmed right now, because there's way too much to do. And you can always find more, and you can always find a better way to, to try to do it. So let's be patient with each other. Getting back to that patient word we talked about before, love is what, right? First Corinthians 13, patient. first word. Patience. Yeah, there you go. Good job. <laughs> I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but I know you know your Bible. So I, I figured you'd all pass that test. Love is patient. It's third Corinthians, right? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Exactly. Love is patient. Um, Emily, I want to I ask you, and then we'll wrap it up. What's your mic drop moment today? What, what stands out? There's so many things. This is what happens when we have pastor meetings. Everybody says things that we got to kind of take notes on. So what, what stands out yeah. for you? I think the thing that stands out is that resounding theme of uh, in a time that feels really overwhelming with dark things around to look and focus on what God is already doing. And I think that thing about it being an opportunity right now is that we can share those things that the ways that we see God moving and God helping us maybe. And by sharing that, we're spreading the good news and we're just giving those uh, gentle nudges to people to let uh, them know what God's doing um, in our life and for us. And that that's, that's sharing great news uh, for people. That's what we're called to do. Yeah, absolutely true. For me, uh, so many mic drop moments and something in things every single one of you said. Uh, so I'm going to kind of take a collective summary of that. And I'm going to say this to everybody who's tuning in, uh, especially those of you who call yourselves Christians. We've got to be Christian uh, during this season. Uh, and that means everything from the laments uh, to, to the balance and the priorities and, and taking our time and, and navigating through these things and remembering that love is patient uh, and, and being good stewards of our time. 
and finding light in the darkness and, and not just over in overly simplistic ways saying this is all bad or this is all good. The great thing about being a Christian is we get to be honest with each other. And we get to be honest to ourselves. We get to be honest to God. We don't have to pretend that everything is, is fine, that, that somehow being a Christian means that we can't be upset with this season we're in. We can be upset, and God gives us the script. Uh, the, the Psalms of Lament, the whole book of Lamentations, are people who are upset uh, with their situation. And God knows there's going to be times when we have to express that and, and, and speak those words and articulate it. So let's be honest. Let, let's do those things. Let's also be honest about this. We are connected to a God who is the victor over all uh, darkness, who, who will win, whose light will break through. We, uh, we are the clay jars who hold this light and this life and this resurrection power and this truth. This season will not last forever. This season is temporary. I don't know how long temporary means, neither do you. Uh, time will tell. There are things we can do to try to shorten it, and I want to encourage you. Out of, out of no other reason except, again, our love for others, one of the great lo- lessons I think we're all learning is what's best for the community and what's best for everybody is more important than what's best for me. Uh, and so to, to put the needs of the whole world ahead of the needs of, what, of myself And also to learn that maybe it's more important, maybe your health is more important than how much money I make. Uh, Maybe your well-being, spiritual well-being, physical well-being, life and death even sometimes, maybe that matters more than making sure um, that the economy is perfect uh, or that it's it's going great. I'm pro-economy being good, of course. Why, Why would we be against that? That's great, but there are bigger things. And I think this season is teaching us those lessons. Uh, there are more important things. There's love and there's life and there's relationships and there's, there's faith and hope and love. There's a God who is with us and loves us and uh, promises to be with us through this uh, now and, and forever. And I think that, I think it's really important for us to remember what matters. It's really important for us to be Christian in the midst of all this, which means we get to be honest about how cruddy it is. This is cruddy. I mean, that's, that's, uh, I think it's the original Greek word in the Bible for suffering it is cruddy. Um, uh, you might want to look that up uh, and make sure, but this is, these are cruddy times in a lot of ways. There are blessings in the midst of it. We don't have to wait for it to get better for us to find joy. And that's being honest about what it means to be a Christian too. But ultimately this isn't going to last. God is. And the more we focus on those things that are going to last, I think the better life gets, the more abundant it gets, uh, even before this all gets better. So uh, everybody who's tuning in, keep the faith and hold on to hope and uh, seek that abundant life even before everything gets perfect. These are the promises that God has for us uh, and know that victory is ours in the end. Um, This is temporary and it's going to make us appreciate uh, the blessings all the more uh, when things are turned right side up again. So thanks, you guys. Uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for joining us on, on Pastor Mike Drop today. Uh, thank you, too, all of you for joining us. And thanks again to our studio crew. Uh, we will be back again uh, next week, and we will continue this conversation. And I look forward to the day when we can talk about other things. Um, we will talk about other things uh, next week, too. But I mean completely different topics and themes. And we can have, Emily, we can have guests back in the room again, including you. 
It'll be so great. That will be great. That'll be really, really nice. Things that we take for granted uh, and we appreciate all the more. So uh, God loves you. We love you. Love one another as best you can. Christians act like Christians. Uh, let's go through this time being witnesses to the light that God gives because this is also a season unlike any other in the history of my life for sure where we have an opportunity uh, to point people to something that not only is going to get them through these tough times but to point them to something that is going to bless them forever so uh, we'll see you next time thanks Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in today to the Pastor Mike Drop podcast. We would invite you on whatever app you are on to rate and review us to help get the word out. And in the meantime, if you can join us for worship, we would love to have you. We'll see you there. Oh, I'm the typical.